Shulchan Archarav, we are in Simin Samaches. We begin Halacha Beis, section 68. We begin the second Halacha. We have been talking about reciting hymns, piyutim, during the blessing of Shema and the various opinions. The Alter Rebbe says all the above applies within the blessings of the Shema. Ava betfilas yudches, within the Amir Shmana Esrei, ein apiyutim chashuvim hefsik. The hymns are not considered an interruption. Because additions in the spirit of each blessing are permissible. Even within the first three blessings of the Amida, when personal requests are forbidden, some authorities permit the recitation of hymns. Why? Because they are requests for the needs of the community and hence are permitted as explained in Simon Kofiud Bey, section 112. An ancient precedent for this is a hymn that's, that's called a kruvitz, Kruvitz, which is a, a medieval ter- a name for certain hymns. Some interpret it as an acronym from the words Koil Rina Vishua Ba'alait Sadikim. It's from Tilum 118, chapter Kufid Ches Pasuk Tazva 15. The sound of rejoicing and salvation is heard in the tents of the righteous. So that's Kruvitz. So an ancient precedent for this is, uh, is a hymn designate, designed for insurgent within the first three blessings that was composed by Rabbi Elazar HaKolir. Um, the uh, the rush and the Shar Hakavanis based on Vayikurabah identified this liturgical poet as the renowned Tana Rabbi Elazar, son of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. The Rashba identifies him as Rabbi Elazar ben Aroch, and in the Seder Adidas discusses this. The word Akaler is sometimes treated as part of the poet's actual name, and sometimes as a descriptive epithet of disputed meaning. Okay. Continuing on about this uh, hymn, its antiquity is attested to by the fact that in the time of its author who lived in Eretz Yisrael, in Kiryas Sefer, the new month was still being sanctified by the sighting of the moon, as is evidenced by the absence of any hymn for the second day of any festival. Because the additional days of the festivals were instituted to avert any uh, calendar doubt, only after the original mode of determining Rish Chedesh fell into abeyance. Okay. Indeed, Rabbi Elazar Kalir was a Tana, which is one of the sages cited in the Mishnah, which was compiled around the year 200 of the Common Era. Okay. It is the custom of some communities not to recite any hymns, even outside the blessings of the Shema, except those ordained by the sages of the early eras, eras such as Rabbi Elazar Kalir, who aligned them with the path of Kabbalistic truth. However, with regard to the customary texts, that are deeply rooted in the liturgy, one should not deviate from one's ancestral custom. Why? Because there are 12 gates in heaven corresponding to the 12 
tribes. Every tribe has a gate and a set of customs of its own, apart from the matters stated in the Talmud, or even in the words of the authorities who derive their teachings from the Talmud, which are standard obligations for all. This concludes Halacha Beis and Simen Samaches, section 68. We will begin now, Simen Samaches, section 69, Din Poides Al Shema, the laws relating to the practice of Poides Al Shema. Halacha Aleph 1, Im Yesh B'nei Adam, if several people davened, prayed individually, and heard neither Kaddish nor Kedusha, one of them should stand up and say Kaddish and Baruch and the first of the blessings preceding the Shema, which is Yetzirah, on a second time. And the remainder of the congregation should listen and respond Amen for the reason that's explained in section 57. Mitashem, we will discuss this in the following share. This concludes today's share.